Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. responses you can give me so not like this is going to be a thing of truth but just the kind of your first impulse so i'm going to describe a situation to you i want you to tell me what you think your your result would be okay is this like a multiple choice or are we going to kind of free form responses based off of what you say it's like a bell curve yeah so it'll be a response based off of what i say try not to collaborate with each other just your initial response okay i'll put on my blinders yeah 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 okay (laughs) you ready so you get invited to an event, okay? Yeah. At the bottom of the event, it says, wear that fun or fancy thing you never get a chance to wear. What would you show up wearing? I feel like this is cheating because I also got invited to said event and I had a dress picked out. That's not cheating then because you know. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's a dress. I don't know how to even describe it other than now I just think of it that it looks like a wedding dress because when I wore it, it was just for a date night and somebody thought I had gotten married in it. Okay, so. so like a fancy dress. Yeah. Okay. Probably my like wool herringbone vest that I got for when we were doing Lucid Ink, and that's what I wore for my character. Oh, uh-huh. Like that with like some smart trousers and a nice shirt and stuff. Okay. I mean, I don't have it, but I, I would read that and want to wear like Jim Carrey's orange suit from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so everybody's kind of on the page, though, of an outfit. You've got a dress, you've got pants and a shirt, and you've got like a, a suit. Yeah. 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 I read this, and I read, wear that fun or fancy thing you never get a chance to wear. And I took that as like- Thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, this is how I showed up at a tea party in regular clothes in Doctor Strange's cloak. Because oh, that's a fancy thing that I never get to wear. Everyone else on the same page as all of you. Oh, no, I love that. That's a great. That's a great answer. I thought I was like, I get this. I understand what they're saying. They're saying bring that. Like everyone's got a thing. Like I never get to wear that thing because it doesn't go with anything. And yours is Doctor Strange's cape. I, if I'm being honest, I had like three or four options in my car. <laughs> <laughs> well, what were but the still, others? None of them were of an outfit. Yeah, none of them made sense. But what were they? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're, you're hey, not, you started doc, this. I know. Doctor Strange's shoes. Doctor Strange's cloak. <laughs> Elder Maxon's coat. Nice. 
And then I had a bag full of hats that I was going to set an alarm <laughs> and change hats every hour. You are not the first person I have talked to this week about having a bag of hats in their car. <laughs> so yeah, now I know next time when it says like fancy or fun thing that they mean ensemble, not accessory. I still think you understood the assignment. Yeah. I think that counts. I think it counts. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I was drastically over and underdressed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a specific take on the on the same idea. That yeah, counts. Like, that 100% and, counts. And grammatically, it was not an incorrect choice, right? <laughs> yeah, like, that's no. really what that's, I want confirmation yeah, yeah. on. Grammatically, you arguably had the most correct okay. interpretation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a thing. A Bring thing. the thing. The thing. If I had a cape, that's absolutely an event I would want to wear a cape to. Yeah. So I didn't get to actually make it to the event. So my dress is still like on the hanger in the in the den where I tried it on. Oh, like a super sad wedding dress. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to open up the chat room with the boys and Kim. Uh, okay, okay, I think, I think Brooke, Brooke is clean, clean but, but the woman, woman Hazel, Hazel who's sitting next to her, she knows something. something. With that information, does Hazel register in my vision as maybe being one of our masked figures. Yeah, she seems like she might be the appropriate size for the raven who came in and cleaned up the floor after everything was taken. (sighs) Fuck. Uh, Now now that you you mention it, it, I think think that's that's our our raven. raven. She She is being blackmailed. The Buckley family has kidnapped her daughter, Aurora, and they're saying that she has to do exactly what they say if she wants to get her back unharmed. I was going to try to just call her out on it, but they pulled knives on me and I literally put myself in a corner and it didn't seem like a good idea. So I just was like, okay, let's steal the phone and at least see what she said. Yeah, no, that was great thinking. So what did she say? Yeah, you open the phone and you see that there is a text message uh, between her and it just says B. Okay. And I think when you open this, the first thing you see is not the message that she sent, but the response that was sent. And the response that was sent was a photo. And the photo is of a rather large man, huge teeth, pig nose, and tusks, with a small hand resting in his mouth. Kim, you have opened up Hazel's phone and seen the response from the contact simply labeled B, and it is a grotesque man with a pig nose, large teeth, and tusks. He has got pinkish skin and thin hair, and he has a wide grin, and in his mouth is a small human hand. For the second time this mystery, I look deathly pale and like I'm about to throw up, and I think I dropped the phone. I will pick it up. Is the hand attached to an arm that's, say, attached to a little girl that's just out of frame? It is attached to an arm that is just out of frame. Okay. So it is not a severed hand, it's a but threaten- there is certainly a threat being implied. Okay. No. Uh, what do the rest of the text in this thread say? I do want to scroll up and like get an idea of it, if it's just instructions or like if there's been begging or if there's any name of this person or anything like that. There are a couple other photos from B and it's not always the same person, but they all have similar traits. There is a woman in one of them who is missing a tusk and a couple of her big sow teeth, and she is holding up a set of butcher's knives near a sharpening block, and everything is dark and dingy. There are a couple of exchanges, starting with, look who we found wandering 
around in the forest, and there's a photo of Aurora, and then it very quickly turns into, there's no reason this needs to get difficult for her, we just have some tasks we need you to do, we'll tell you where to meet us and when, and then the very next thing is meet us outside of the cold storage at 11 o'clock, and then the next message is her saying, someone's here, they're asking about the masks that we were wearing last night. I tried to play it off, hopefully they didn't notice the startled look I had. Boy, this whole family is whatever these are. Some kind of lycanthrope? Like a pig lycanthrope, maybe. Wasn't one of them a wolf, you said? Uh, I mean, th- there are masks, two pigs and a wolf. Yeah, and those masks were like made of burlap. Yeah. Do we just <laughs> confront her? Tell her we're here to help, to save her daughter, and to tell us what she knows? Maybe. I mean, the name Buckley isn't in here, so she knows who they are, independent of this conversation. Yeah, she might know something else. I've immediately got my phone out, just doing a little research if I can find anything. I I mean, I know that there's lots of lore where things like orcs and hobgoblins and things like that come in a more piggish form. I'm also just kind of scrolling for different kinds of lycanthrope. I'm, I'm just trying to see if I can ping anything regularly that I might be able to call IPT with and see if they have more information. Yeah, nothing that you find online seems to match this properly. Uh, it doesn't seem orcish. The skin tone isn't the right color. The climate isn't quite right. Hmm. Even the size of the mouth is off. Okay. I'm getting no basic pings on these. Like, you might be right. It might just be were pigs. Ugh, I guess I can see why the devourer would end up here. Yep. Well, maybe we go get the sheriff or the constable to pull Hazel aside, and then we can talk to her without kicking up a big fuss, tipping off anybody in this family or anybody else they might be blackmailing. Yeah, I, I suppose if we just did it ourselves, that would cause a little more of a stir. That's a that's probably a good call. Uh, all right, I want to head back to Constable Harlow. Yeah, you find her moving through the streets. Uh, Sheriff Jason is with her. Hey, we've got some solid intel here, and we need your help. All right, what can I help you with? Are you familiar with the Buckley family? Her face sinks a little bit. I'm not familiar with them in as much as I've heard rumors about them. They've on the outskirts of town, trade with folk in town sometimes, but never really seen or interacted with them myself. Anybody who has says it's real strange they come in wearing masks made of a burlap, make trades with people, usually right before they close at night. Yeah. I think they've been here probably as long as the town has, at least Liam, who's, well, I guess now, the, maybe the grandpa or great-grandpa. Well, they have taken Hazel's daughter and are threatening to hurt her if Hazel doesn't do what they want, which is related to all of the meat being stolen. We need to talk to Hazel, but we don't want to, cause a panic so we're hoping that you guys can maybe pull her aside for something a little bit more innocuous and give us an opportunity to chat with her without drawing attention oh sure sure i mean that seems wild should we just get some reinforcements i mean that's if they've kidnapped a child um i want to look at sheriff jason and i'm like opening up the phone and navigating back to the text thread it's like jason i will let you decide Based on this, and I will show him the picture. All right. Oh fuck me! <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is the this is the Buckleys. It seems like it. Oh, Harlow, I suppose you better see this if you're gonna believe it. He hands the phone over to her. She stares at it for a long time, then she looks back at you, Jake. 
Things getting stranger and stranger, aren't they? Yeah, we don't really end up places where things get less strange. Yeah, all right, I can pull her aside. Where do you want me to bring her to? Where's private? I suppose you can use my office. Okay, we'll be there. And uh, she and Sheriff Jason head off. Can I follow if they head off to collect Hazel? I just want to stay at a distance and just sort of be silent back up in case Hazel reacts negatively and like tries to run or something. Can I keep an eye out while they talk to Hazel? I, again, I also am trying to keep a little bit of a distance, but I want to keep an eye on the crowd and see if anybody else reacts negatively to law enforcement talking to her. Um, I want to go wait in the sheriff's station, and while I'm waiting there, I would like to see through time. Ooh. Ooh. All right, so Kim and Jake head to the constable's office, and Megan and Tass try to follow behind to... Keep an eye on the situation as they talk to Hazel. Megan, you notice that people do pay attention, uh, but it seems more like small-town gossip. No one seems to react strongly or or negatively to Hazel being talked to and moved away, except for wagging tongues of the town. The same thing for you, Tass. Hazel, as soon as she sees the two of them approaching you can see that she is just pale and sweating, and they don't even finish asking her to come along before she stands up and excuses herself from Brooke and follows them. And uh, Kim, why don't you roll I Can See Through Time? Sure. That's a 12. All right, you get a hold three. Um, And Jake, I think that as Kim is laying out these cards and getting this vision, the phone in your hand vibrates. (gasps) What does it say? Ten minutes where Carver's Creek takes a hard left. Does she ever answer them? Like, does she respond or does she just seem to get direction and that's all? It's always like an okay or all right. Uh, I think I want to type up a message. It's like, I need a few minutes to make a reason to leave the tent. Can you give me 20? I think the response is, that's why we gave you 10. Okay, then I will say okay. And about that time, the constable and Sheriff Jason come in with Hazel, followed closely by Megan and Tass. Okay, Hazel... There's a lot that we need to talk about, but there's a real time crunch now. They said 10 minutes before we've got to meet them at Carver's Creek. Well, you have to meet them at Carver's Creek where it makes the hard bend. Oh, I guess I better get moving then. Wait, is that my phone? Yeah, I'll close it and toss it to her. Oh, I suppose this is how you all knew that everything that's going on. Yeah, and we want to help and we intend to help, but I guess we can't have this conversation right this second. So what do you need to do? What are you supposed to do in this scenario other than meet them there? That's it. I'm just supposed to go there make sure I'm not followed. Well, I think some of us need to follow. You gotta be real careful. The first time I tried to bring my dog with me and it was like they could smell him. Oh. Oh. Tassie still got some of that barbecue sauce? You know it. Make yourself a big old snack for him. Yeah, then they're gonna go right to that. No, I mean if we spill it on her and then put it on ourselves, just have it be like a there was an accident, and I got covered in this, and that's why it smells like barbecue around here. Yeah, I mean, I did. I tried to buy us a few minutes saying that you needed an excuse to get out of the tent. We could play it up that you had to scramble because they wouldn't give you time, knocked over something in the barbecue tent, made a real mess. We've got no time. Let's do it. We'll talk on the way. How far is the barbecue tent from the constable's office here? I assume it's not line of sight, or am I so lucky that it is? Uh, it's just one street over. So it's not line of sight, but just down a little bit and then over. All right, I'm going to go make an accident happen to lend some credence to this. I'll catch up, or I'll I'll try to. I should probably be bringing up the rear anyway, so you guys go ahead. All right, 
and I'm going to unwrap that foil and just rub myself down with some barbecue sauce as we jog. <sighs> yeah, same. And I'm just like taking the, the extra cup and like just, just splash it all over the front of her shirt. <laughs> uh, and I, yeah, I just grab Hazel by the arm and I'm just like, let's go. I put some barbecue sauce on me, but it's really <laughs> against my will. <laughs> I'm going to head over towards the barbecue tent and try and subtly like knock over a thing of barbecue <laughs> like in the direction of the uh, info tent. Yeah. Um, I think just give, give me an act under pressure for this to to make this look like an accident and make it have the desired trajectory. Yeah. Okay. Six. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, the heating troughs are much heavier than you expected them to be. And the outsides of them, you know, this is a, a country food festival the outside of them is a little slopped with with grease and barbecue sauce and you go to to push one over and you just slide like shoulder deep both hands into it oh and like your face is just right above it your torso is not in it but you're just up to your shoulders in barbecue (laughs) from their point of view this guy ran over and stuck his arms in the pot of barbecue and then (laughs) it's just like "Mm, yep i panic and I dunk my face in the barbecue, <laughs> and I'm going to try and Mrs. Doubtfire my way out of here pretending to be Hazel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretending to be Hazel? Oh, no, with me. Oh, I, Hazel, fell in the barbecue. Better go. I, Hazel, whatever Hazel's last name is, fell in the barbecue. Oh, boy. How tall I, is Hazel? <laughs> She's like 5'3". Uh, roll <laughs> manipulate someone. <laughs> I think, I don't know why. I just, this needs to be a manipulate someone okay. for me. Uh, that's an eight. But also on the last fail, by the way, I did level up. Oh, oh What nice. are you going to take? I'm going to take another move from the initiate, actually. Uh, Mystic. Every time you successfully use magic, take plus one forward. Oh, nice. 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 Yeah, there is so much chaos in this moment that the way for you to sell this, that people here are going to think that it was Hazel, you got to spout a piece of information that's like personal to her, something that, that Hazel would say. <laughs> oh, Aurora's going to get such a kick out of this. Oh, she'll never let me live this one down, that precocious child. Uh, people are like, Hazel. That's that old <laughs> Hazel. That's, that's, that's so Hazel. Old. That's so Hazel. I just like trip into the cloth of the tent to wrap it around myself and, <laughs> and start walking st- lower. Stum- <laughs> yes, and stumble <laughs> off. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know that. The show's anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. (laughs) Close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash the crit show. But all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. All right, so headed down towards Carver's Creek. You have all splashed yourself with barbecue sauce. You have heard in the distance some clattering and someone yelling about being Hazel. Well, there we go. Sounds like it worked. Um, Describe this to me. You know, she's supposed to go down where it makes a bend. What are you doing? What are you having everyone else doing? What does it look like here? Like, is this a wooded area in a creek? Are we still near buildings? Like, are we close enough to town for that? Like, what, what, what's the sitch? 
how close are you going to where the creek bends? So, well, regardless of like what the layout is, I definitely want to try to come in opposite them. I am, I know I'm making an assumption here, but um, I think I would ask Kim, like where, where was that path to that little spot where they were holding the meat? There's a chance that they're coming from that at least direction. Um, and I want to just stay, you know, I guess up, uh, which one is it? Up, upwind of them, out of, out of the line of the wind <laughs> for them to catch our scent and keep a little distance. All right. So as you are trying to get a lay of this land, why don't you roll read a bad situation? Okay. That's a 10. All right. You get a hold three. Are there dangers I haven't noticed? I think the danger that you haven't noticed is not necessarily in the environment yet, but you do have this strange moment of thinking back to a moment in school where like you were learning about animals and stuff like this. And the fact occurs to you that a pig's sense of smell is 2,000 times stronger than a human's. That's a lot. Yeah. So, all right. So I'm leaning into this barbecue sauce on us feet here, which now almost seems like maybe a non-issue anyway. Right. And, you know, I think in your experiences with the devourer, it does, you know, eat a certain thing. But you're also carrying magical items on you. You're carrying armor and guns. Like you have so many scents on you that you're not sure barbecue sauce is stronger than gunpowder or magic or mm-hmm. the Chanel perfume I put on this morning. Yeah, exactly. All right. So with all of that in mind, then what is my best way in? I guess my question is, what's your goal here? You all decided to go with her. Is it to just get eyes on them, to be present to protect her, to lay an ambush? What's your what's your goal here? I don't think it's to confront them yet because I'm going to assume they're not bringing this little girl along with them and all of them being together, but I guess they might and we don't know, but probably not. So definitely want to see them in person, see what they're planning next, like what instruction they're going to give Hazel. So yeah, I mean, I think it's just that idea of at least getting close enough to get the lay of the land and see what's going on and hopefully be able to do something about it if they try to harm Hazel in this moment. So it seems like your your best way in, the thing you want into is this conversation, this interaction between them. Is that? Yeah. I think your best way in would be to have Jake view another place. Oh. Like he can focus it on Hazel, you know, see her in the area around her. And that you could guarantee you could be far enough away to not possibly trigger any of their senses of you. Do I think I could get close enough to be able to tune in? Yeah, I think so. Okay. We've kind of established that's a couple city blocks. Yeah. I don't know what 2,000 times stronger than a person yeah, uh, equates fair. to in city blocks. Well, so. <laughs> I think that any smell you're all throwing off would start to blend in with the, the festival if you were to get a couple, at least, you know, quote unquote, blocks away from where she's going to be. Gotcha. I'm still worried about her. What's the best way to protect the victims? Don't get found out. Okay. Yep. Easy peasy then. Uh, so then as we are making our way down, I think I, I stop the group. Um. Okay. Yeah. God, I don't think we can get too much closer. I mean, I think this barbecue sauce is going to add to the mix of smells, but if we get closer than this, they're going to know we're up close. So Hazel, like... Go down there, hear them out, see whatever this next step is going to be, and then, 
you know, get back to us as best you can, as, as fast as you can, so that we can plan how to get your daughter out of where she is. All right. Are you telling me that I put barbecue sauce on myself <laughs> for fucking nothing? No, I think that is adding to the general smell malaise that we're building up here. You're buying me a new dress when we get home from this. Yeah, all right. I guess stay here or maybe get a little further back. The place where the creek takes the hard turn is just a couple hundred yards ahead. All right, that should be close enough for our magic boy to do his thing. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that we're far enough back to still be in an area of mixed enough smell that we don't ping as having been that close and uh, wait for for Jake. This was right along that path anyway, so hopefully he comes along soon. What do you think, Jake? Do you? I'm just like, I've broken into a house and I'm just laying in the shower rinsing all the <laughs> sauce off. This got out of hand. The very, very, I mean, it's not bad, but definitely like red. I'm, yeah, I am not stained. From, yeah, not from the sauce, but just the heat too. Oh, man, I yeah. am burned and stained. Yeah. But yes, I, I come stumbling along, arms and face covered in barbecue. I'm feeling less bad about the bit of barbecue sauce that's <laughs> on my dress. I do a big cartoonish Scooby-Doo lick to get it all off my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jake, thank God. Okay, we need you to... You, Jesus, what happened to you? I blew it. No time. I don't think we can get too much closer. Like, they are going to ping us. It's too open. The smells, they'll be able to ping us. But can you do your thing where you can, like, see that spot while this is happening? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly where that spot is, but how far did you get? Uh, we got just a little ways up here to where we could see, you know, the area where the bend is, and it was just a little bit past that. Okay. Yeah, let me see what I can do. All right. We'll use magic. Not only do I have a plus two weird and a plus one specifically to trying to use that effect. Yeah. Despite that, I have gotten a six. Oh my uh, God. I, I mean, I would try to help him out by describing the landscape, putting a hand on his shoulder, give him a little gold glow massage on the, on All right. the, yeah, the we'll elbows. Help out. All right. A massage. Rub my butt cheeks. It helps me think. <laughs> and that brought it to an 11. <laughs> All right. Jake, what is your effect and what is your glitch? The effect is observe another place or time, place in this case. Uh, I think the glitch is that I will take one harm, ignore armor. All right, and Megan, why don't you roll tune in? Twelve. All right, that gives you a hold three. Jake, you start to create this area to see another place, and you see Hazel standing near the edge of the water. And a couple of moments later, you see three figures come out from this high, dense brush, and they are all wearing overalls or flannel and these burlap pig masks Were you able to shake those people uh, they're just enjoying the festival so they, they thought it was you know part of the celebration and we told them about the costume contest for the hunter so i i, I think it's fine there's really no need to be to be worried about anything no need to be worried you should smell a little worried perspiration on your lip Almost like a spoiled cologne. It's hard to pick it out with the fear that's coming off of you, but you seem a little worried. I am worried. I'm worried about Aurora. Oh, she's gonna be fine. We do got a task for you, though. Something we need you to do. All right. Maybe, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina... I want you to find us a license plate number and a car description. Send that to us. 
That way we got something we can track. Get us some visitors for dinner once this is all said and done. All right, it doesn't matter if it's North or, or South Carolina. If it mattered, I would have fucking said which one. It can be either one. All right, and then I get Aurora back? You'll get her back once the festival's over. Make sure you don't mess around. Do anything that would expose us. You'll get her back all right. Minus a few pieces, probably. Just the tasty parts. All right. And she turns and starts to walk back towards the town. Uh, as they kind of split off, uh, I want to use my hold to ask, what is it planning to do right now? Head home. Who does it regard as its biggest threat? Probably Sheriff Jason. I think you get the impression that they have heard word of some local law who has started to deal with odd things. And um, they've done something out of the ordinary this time, which drew his attention, uh, but it needed to be done. So they're anxious about his presence. Who is it going to attack next? Their current plan right now is to attack whoever is inside of that car that they get the license plate number and make and model and color of unless that sheriff gets too close and then they think that he might make a reasonable substitute for a tourist and then you feel that connection die away. And then a few moments later, Hazel is back with a group at the edge of town. You okay? Yes, I suppose so. How many Buckleys have you met? Um, just those three. Gotcha. Any reason why one of them was wearing a wolf mask the night y'all took the meat? I think they changed the mask based off of the job that they're doing. I, d I don't know. I, when I've seen them, they have always been wearing the pig masks. And then they gave me that raven mask and one of them was wearing a wolf mask. I, I don't really know why, but I just kind of assumed it had something to do with being able to look at each other and, and know maybe who's who or who's supposed to be doing what. That's totally fine. Hey, it's uh, I'm happy there's only three. I was worried there were four. Did the one with the wolf mask have a different job than the other two? He was the one that was there when I first arrived, and he opened the lock. Kim, did, did it look like the three we just saw there were the same build? Yes. 100%. Okay. So now the question is, is Aurora in the same spot that they hid away all this meat? Is that home? Because you said that they rolled that shut and left, right? No, they went inside and closed it behind them. Oh, 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 okay. God, then I almost feel like we need to do something to draw them out so that one of us can get in and get her, but what could get them all three out instead of leaving one in there to do something to her if a problem has, has popped up? Well, we, we saw the lady pig in the photos. Has she been out in any of these encounters? No, I think the figures that Kim has seen, the figures that Hazel describes, all seem to be male-presenting. There's at least one more. Right. Maybe they just leave her back to watch Aurora. Maybe she's not, like, I don't know, fit for duty, so to speak. Like, she doesn't go on the ops, but she stays back and pulls guard duty. Well, she was the one missing a tusk, right? And some teeth. Yes, they probably uh use that to make a key. Yeah. Oh, my God. Also, there, there's the grandpa, the great-grandpa that Constable Harlow mentioned. I guess I don't know how to tell which a pig is older than the other pigs, but I wonder if that's one of them or if he's out there somewhere, too. So at least four pigs in the woods, possibly more. They're definitely planning on attacking whoever it is that leaves in this car. Uh, they're also really wary of, of Sheriff Jason. 
they said something something like it attracted attention because they did something different this time and they know that they know that taking this action brought attention and that's not good but they didn't have a choice i don't know exactly what it was that they did differently uh kidnapping a kid maybe i don't know if that's something new but they know that that's maybe brought attention whatever it was and they're going to attack whoever leaves in this car unless he gets too close then they're going to try to take him out well sheriff jason didn't get involved because aurora has gone missing he was called in because of the locked room mystery of what happened to all the meat i think that's the new element and that's the reason why aurora was taken because the buckley's knew that hazel could help them get in i don't know but we got to make a move fast. You heard what they said about Aurora maybe not coming back whole. Yeah, we're not going to let that happen. So we got to draw these things out, right? Like if we just go charging in, they're going to smell us coming. They're going to have her hostage. We don't even totally know what it is that we're dealing with yet. No. Like what the Buckleys are. Yeah. I like this idea of wear pig, but it doesn't look like they change back and forth. You know, they're wearing those masks to cover up their actual pig faces, right? Yeah, they wear them every time they interact with the townspeople. So so what's the deal there? Is it like a werewolf situation where we need silver? But if that's the case, what is the silver? You know what I mean? I don't... I Oh, God. Just don't know. Maybe it is time now to pay a visit to the library, see if there are any, like, local legends going back that might explain what these are or creatures that lurked in the woods way back when. Yeah, sure wouldn't hurt. If we're trying to bait them out, it seems like we're not going to get the one that's missing a tusk because she hasn't been out yet. But maybe if we pose as the tourists they're looking for and leave town, we can pull the three out that have been coming out and then part of our squad can push the fourth in the cave, try and get Aurora out. You heard what Tass said, though. They could smell different things like they're going to be able to tell that we're magic or have magic items and we are going to have to figure out how to get a boulder out of the way which i have an idea on that jake won't like very much i assume you're about to say like a lever or another simple machine from physics class in which case i love it that would be nice if it was something that we could do fast but if we want to get in before they can prepare we probably need something that can move fast and has a lot of power to it is this the car are you trying to sacrifice the car again i don't think we have to sacrifice anything we might just ding it up a little bit pushing a boulder out of the way well here's the other thing is my part of the plan would be contingent on the car too if we're gonna put carolina plates on a vehicle and give a clear description of what it is hey I, there's another option uh i have telekinesis so how about that oh yeah right she can just move it Oh, that's, yeah, that, yeah. No, that's probably the winner. That's, that's probably, really good. yeah. I mean, you're right. The car's going to be important. Do we do we pretend to be from North Carolina, get plates, swap them out, and then have Hazel say, hey, there were some folks poking around asking questions. They're actually from the Carolinas and they're heading out. So they know that we maybe are onto them already, but also make ourselves seem like good targets for the people they get. Maybe. I'm kind of afraid that'll draw too much attention, like that they might think that's too suspicious. It's too fortunate of a coincidence for them that the people they want to eat happen to be the people who are asking questions. Okay, so what about Sheriff Jason? What if we have Hazel tell them that he's getting too close? 
they come to take him out and bam, it's us instead. Yeah, I mean, we could do that without having to coax them out of town. Just make sure that Sheriff Jason's going to be the target instead and we're there waiting. I think the problem then is we can't be that close to Sheriff Jason if he's that close to them because they'll know. But if we pull them out of town with the car, one, we can get them way far away from home so that the other people can sneak in without them smelling it. It'll take them longer to get back. They won't know. And we get them away from everybody here who would be in danger. I don't know if I'm so hot on the idea of us splitting up. It's just those guys seemed really scary. Definitely strong. How are they close enough to follow the car, but not close enough to tell that we're magic? At some point, that's going to be up. If we're using ourselves as bait, it's going to be obvious. I mean, hell, if we've got a minute, I could try and run that spell again that I used to conceal Aiden and Ori and his sister, like suppress the magic field or the, I guess in this case, magic smell around whichever one of us is going to be the bait or whichever two of us or three of us or whatever. I would even go as far as to say that you could probably cast it on the car and that anything inside of the car would have it the same way that um, Everett does that with the helicopter. Oh. I think you've seen him enough. Tass has helped repair those. I think you could put that spell in the car someplace and, and have that be an effect on the car, that the magic, the, you know, just kind of all of the extra things that you all are detecting that is suppressed while you're inside the vehicle. Okay. Yeah, I will I will mention that. Probably even do it to just anything in the vehicle. Put it right on the car. Okay, that's that's really good. Okay, so, I mean, yes, this is good. This, I think, is the basis for a plan. We just got to decide who's doing what, who's going where, how are we dealing with this, and ultimately answer the question, can we even face off against these things if we have to? How about I start working on the car in case this is the thread we want to follow? You guys... Check the library, do some research, see if we can't figure out exactly what the Buckleys are so we know what we're getting into. I could talk to another me, maybe. I'm from a bunch of realities where monsters are a lot more commonplace. That's so good. Yes. Yeah, why don't you roll past lives? Nine. All right, so you get a hold one. Who are you contacting? Um, I think I'm contacting a Kim that grew up in like a monstrous future, like a hundred years from now, but never left Arizona. Uh, and oh. so is yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I dig it. What did a past life discover about pig people? Yeah, so I think related to the information you have on hand, what a past life learned about these creatures, they encountered something similar in their time in Arizona but it was more warthog-based, but uh -huh. they seemed to have a similar family structure. And when the head of the family essentially retires or steps down, there is a feast that is larger than normal to celebrate the new patriarch of the family taking that role. And so the children go out and they collect additional food as an offering to the father. And so the thing that this Kim discovered was that when a bunch of the children were out and the older members of the family weren't seen, an additional food went missing in opposed to what it was they simply needed to survive, that there was a festival going on inside of their family because one of them has stepped into power while the older patriarch has stepped down.
Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to Magenta Presents, a new horror anthology hosted by me, Madame Magenta. We begin with the five-part miniseries Ghosted, starring Beth Eyre and Lucy Roslin. Perched on a rain-battered cliff edge is a former lighthouse. It's a charming, quirky boutique hotel. Owner and sole occupant Beth has spent months renovating, absorbing its essence into her bones. It's an old building. You'll get used to it. But to Beth's horror, her first guest is a figure from a past she has tried to forget. Kira? Beth? What the fuck? Face to face for the first time in years, the pair must reckon with old mistakes, old grievances. Beth, speak to me. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! And something else. Oh, I can't bear it. What is that noise? Because the lighthouse has a past, too. Beth, he's right there. Why is there blood on your hands? We need to get out of here. Kira! (laughs) Kira! I can still see him! Subscribe to Magenta Presents wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, fans of the esoteric. Bye! (laughs) Magenta Presents.